shall, shall, shall I just hit the button and go? Let's let's do this. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, January 27th, 2024. It's just after 3.30 UTC. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Oots. Hello. And, you know, we, we're going to do our normal thing. We'll do a butt first. We'll go back and forth. And then we'll go back and, back and forth with more newsy things later on in the show. Before all that, I just wanted to say, Yvonne and I just figured out something that's been screwing up Yvonne's audio the last couple times he's been on. You know, it just yeah, it, 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 it was funky. It was just bizarre. He's I been sitting I, here in front of his nice, fancy mic, but it's been going through his uh, earphones. AirPods. Yeah. AirPods. And, and, and yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it's just retarded because, you know, they sound. I mean, it's OK, but it's okay. nowhere nearly as good as the microphone. Yeah. And um, what happens what happens specifically with them, which is what like the thing that like gets me when listening to them is it's sort of like. It's trying to do some sort of dynamic something. I don't know what it's doing, but it comes in and out. So it's very highly sensitive. Sometimes yeah. it'll sound better. Sometimes it'll sound worse. It probably depends on exactly the position of your head. I don't know what the hell else well, you it's know, doing. Sometimes but... you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. Yeah. As I've heard. I, I've heard that as well. I, I've sometimes tried those candy bars as well. I, I, you know what? That I've never tried an Almond Joy. You have never, never tried. Do you hate almonds? No, I don't. You know, it's a, so you no. might enjoy an almond joy. I might, but you know what? I've never tried one. I just realized. Have you I, Have you tried a mound? No. You know, <laughs> I, I will say that my my, my that's the two that are bar, the, the nuts and one. Yeah, top. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. no I'm no, remembering I, correctly. I, I will say that I I was of the preference of the. Plain chocolate candy variety. So, mm. for example, I did not like peanut M and M's. Yeah, I, I mean, like I actually, as an adult, I've tried. I've, I've eaten them now, and I'm like, okay, this is not as bad. But well, that, that's my prefer, feeling about them as well. I will take them if there is not another choice. But yeah, but you know, I do. I do prefer the regular M and M's. And for example, yeah. I was definitely, definitely on the Three Musketeers. Yeah, I I can't even place like if I say three musketeers, I can't place in my head what's what that. See, the like. three musketeers were the darker chocolate with a lighter chocolate on the inside. It, it it's it's it is. I, I mean, I I think I ate one not too long ago. They're still really good. The I will say that the one thing that was really good about them was to put them in the refrigerator. Mm. And wow, that those that that what that made up. Uh, yeah, I this, this is something in general, like I, all chocolate candy. I refrigerate it all. I don't like it if it's at all soft. Like I, or, I, I like them soft, but there are I, I, I look there. There is something to be said for the the one that's refrigerated and how good it tastes. Look, I, I mean, there 
you know, when we had our, my family had the, our store back in Puerto Rico, we had a mm-hmm. very large selection of assorted candies. I mean, we had, and you ate it all except the almond joys and mounds. Well, yeah, no, I did not eat them all, but I ate the, the varieties of ones that I like, but it was just, <laughs> well, we had a wide variety of shit. I mean, we had, right. I, I remember the Frito-Lay guys told us that for not being a supermarket, we had the largest and the most volume selling individual right. Frito Lay bag stand. Mm. And we sold the most volume weekly of any location on the island. Okay. Of the small individual bags, not big bags. Right, right. They were small right. individual bags. We, we sold, I, I would say, like back then at retail value, about, oh man, yeah, it was about $1,200 to $1,300 a week. Of those bags, at retail. You, you you should set up a stand like that just in your living room. That that, that would take up a, a substantial amount of space in my living room, I would say. But one thing, but but the thing is that I will say that at one point we began to stock Dove bars. Okay, okay? Um, right. You know the 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 either the the ones that were the vanilla chocolate or the chocolate. Chocolate ice cream with with the, the with the with the dark chocolate on the outside. Yeah, yeah. You're making me Fuck want one. Man. Oh my god! Or, or, or a so, holy shit! Like those are too. Holy shit! Those are so good. That that those were. I'm like, man. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, there's one over there. The, the problem is that they're right there, man. I mean, there's just there's just an entire fucking refrigerator full of these. You're like. Come on. I remember, you know, the worst part. I mean, I remember we started stock, stocking Snapple. Mm. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. I mean, I was like, oh, my Snapple God, was a fu- really big thing for a few years back then. Yes. And then it just imploded. Like, but very, for, for a while, it was huge. And I remember that you we can had still a find whole Snapple, fucking. Though. It's still yeah, exists. but it's just, yeah, but it's just not. It's not, you know, a, but it's I, not like the big thing it was for a little while. I'll tell you, but man, Snapple, I, I haven't. You know, man, the iced tea, the lemon iced tea, Snapple. Oh, my God. That was, like, delicious. And they had this other one. I can't remember what the hell it was right now. It was peach or something, whatever. Oh, you know, that that, that was, like, the worst. I mean, being, I mean, I got to say that working the front of the store with all yeah. of these things, fresh, we made, we, we made, like, popcorn. I mean, freshly made uh, every couple of hours. So you had, mm-hmm. like... The fresh smell. popped. Oh my God. You know, how are you going to resist not touch, not eating some popcorn for God's sake? Mm. When you just, when you're just, you're over there on the machine, you put it in a kettle, you're making it right there yourself. Of course, you're going to have popcorn. Okay. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, and then we had what else? I mean, we had, let's see, we had the popcorn. Oh, we had this frozen yogurt machine then that we put in. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. That was just, that was just, you know, it's just, just crazy. So yeah, it was just you know I, I I you know so so yeah we 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 really uh we we ambled off the reservation. So Sam, what are we going to talk about? Oh yeah, so I, well I was going to ask you if you were just going to transform your butt first into like junk food that you enjoy, junk food that I enjoy. I mean, <sighs> junk food. That I I, I, you don't have to. We can move on. I will say, look, yes, my my favorite junk food, and I avoid it like the plague right now. Plantain chips is fried chicken. Oh, fried chicken. Okay. Well, the fucking, well, the fucking plantain chips forget. Oh my God. Yeah. Those, those, 
those are those are good and i'm like look i I, my wife was bringing a couple of months ago brought a couple of bags of those here to the house and i mean they would be around and they would be they would be consumed way too quickly and i was just like please don't bring this shit around the house again because the one way that we do avoid like that shit is basically my strategy is it's it's we're not not having it in the house yeah okay that's Um, the best way you know it's the best, you know, done. It's just not in the fucking house. And so we just don't have it and that way. You know, it's not, not a problem. I don't have to resist it, 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 eating it. So, but look, it is fried chicken. There mm-hmm. is no doubt about it. It's fucking fried chicken. I mean, if you bring a fucking bucket of like KFC original recipe, I mean, I'll probably, I mean, if you bring a whole bucket, I might like eat the whole bucket. Right. That's what it's for. I might go there or at least go through like 10 of 10 pieces easily. Mm-hmm. And which is why I avoided like the play. Okay. One now I will say that something that is I've found, I mean, I, I, I find myself, it seems heretic to say it's tastier, but, but I, I, I have found it irresistible. So our supermarket chain over here, Publix, which is the, the which is the predominant chain in Florida, it's in a couple of other states nearby, but really, really predominantly in Florida. Man, they make this fucking fried chicken. That holy shit! Ever any time that I've bought, like they sell this box of it. Okay, they have it right there, fresh. Every time they bought it, I. Fuck. I, I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure the box has like 10 pieces and I've gone through the whole fucking thing, which is why I have not purchased it. I'm pretty sure in like seven or eight years because I, I, I just cannot. <laughs> it, it's just not good for my health to have that around. Um, So that's my strategy, basically, with this kind of stuff. I, I don't, you know. How do I not eat it? Simple. Just don't have it at the house. That's it. Period. You know? Because it does. Pizza was just delivered. Ah, there you go. Hold on. I had pizza tonight for dinner. It's great. I, I had Wendy's on the way home from somewhere, so I am not partaking in this pizza. This pizza is for everyone else. I, I had I had pizza, but but I had pizza from a, a nice restaurant where they made this white pizza with prosciutto on top. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It was just, just... The thing is that I will say that it sits much better in my stomach that it had because it was a white pizza. No sauce. You know I'm recording, right? I'm sorry, I forgot. Hold on. I'm trying to remember what I was about to say. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, yes. Uh, so, so wait, you're, you are waxing. I, well, I guess nostalgic is the right word. You are all getting all excited about this chicken that you apparently have not had in almost a decade. I, I got to say, I'm pretty sure it was the last time it was. I, I am. I, I can actually pinpoint the date. Okay, it it it, 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 because I bought it for a to go to a friend of mine's house to watch a, a football game. Okay, mm. and and so it was. Ah, uh, I'm pretty sure. Sometime in, let's see. Hold on. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check. Huh? Here we go. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm looking at this online. Let's see what year was this specifically. It was January. It was. Oh shit. Mm. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm. Wait, wait. I'm double checking. I'm double checking the dates. Double checking. Everyone is waiting in such. Oh, suspense. I know. I know. It's important. It was. I'm pretty sure. January sixth, twenty nineteen. Okay. Okay. That's the last time. That's not that long ago. Well, okay, it's like a, a, Sam. That's already five years ago. It was. It was like last week. Yeah, you can't it fool me. Five like fucking crazy. years ago. Okay, that's <laughs> it. That's the last time. I know, but you said like seven or something. Well, anyway, I, so I, you were wrong. I, I was like, I'm trying. I, it, it, no, I'm pretty. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You like the chicken, but I, I, but I have not had it in. I love this, and I have not eaten it in five years. Very good. I am proud of you, Yvonne. Although perhaps there'll be a special occasion coming up soon where you can treat yourself. There might be. <laughs> I must say it has not been that long since I've had fried chicken or I, I, KFC specifically is. I, I did have KFC because KFC was my favorite, but I will say that this is. And, and we know you talk, we've talked about your Popeye sandwich as well. Oh, the Popeye sandwich. Let me, let me tell you something. Okay. I will say I have had KFC once in those five years. That's, that's it. Once I did have it for, once. for a while, for a while, KFC was one of the rotation of things that we did after I pick up Alex from school before we go home, but it hasn't been on the, it hasn't been a choice in a lo- in a long while. So, well, I don't think that they are making the chicken as well as they used to. I don't think it's the recipe that's changed. I think the way that they are cooking the chicken, is just not as good or the chickens that they are picking yeah, are I, not as good because it, a lot of, a lot of these f- fast food places are clearly cutting corners over where they were a few years back. Let's just put it that way. I've noticed, I've noticed it in more than one location, and you know, and also just in consistency as well. Like you may get a really good one one time, but the next time it's eh. Look, I, you know. Here, whereas, I'll tell you where you can get the best rotisserie chicken still, and it's such a great value, and they are consistent with it. It's the Costco rotisserie chicken. Mm. Look, that okay. is a that is a. A, a, it's a lost leader for them. They admit it. They they lose money in each of those. Like the hot dogs. Yeah, it, it's a lost leader. But 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 the, the Costco, hot dogs at Costco famously have stayed the same price for like thirty years or something. Yeah, and and, and and uh, the, 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 this thing I think it's like about um, Fortnite. The okay, Costco. No, not grilled. Rotisserie, rotisserie, rotisserie. Let me see. I think it's about. Four ninety nine, it's something like that. It's really cheap. Yes, it's five dollars. It's still five dollars, and man, it's a whole chicken for five bucks, grilled, and it's a high quality mm-hmm. chicken. They're very consistent with it. They're very much of a pain in the ass of where they source their chickens. 
And I tell you what, that you cannot get. It's like you know, for a dinner, not just for dinner, but usually I yeah, we'll bring it home, have dinner, have leftovers. You can't beat the value of a five dollar rotisserie chicken. Very good. Now the the one last thing on this topic, I will say, when I do do KFC. I do the extra crispy, though, not the original, because to me, it's all about the breading. Oh, you're heretic. You're, you're, you know, <laughs> you're freaking heretic. I mean, I, I, I've got to, the, the Inquisition should be coming, vehicle should be coming, coming to your home, like right now and drag you out for your, your. The, the, for a while, they have removed it from the menu now, but for a while, for like a couple of years, they had popcorn chicken on their menu as well. Which was little tiny yes. bits of chicken. Yeah, little tiny Which bits just of meant more surface area for the breading. Right. So, of course, I would go for that because it's all breading. It's basically all breading plus little tiny bits of chicken. Because, like, really, for me, for fried chicken, I couldn't care less about the chicken. I want the breading. I, I like the chicken, which is why I like the, 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 the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I definitely. Okay. Anyway, so. Did did you have a real butt first, or was this? Now I think your butt I, I first? think uh, I think I've, ti- I've I've used up my time. Yeah, unless you had something really pressing. Not really. Okay, so mine. I I am continuing with my catch up of media and blah blah blah. So in June of last year, I finished up a. I'm gonna call it a TV series, but it's kind of a series of shorts. Anyway, it, it's Mater's Tall Tales. Okay. You mean from uh, Mater you know from the movie this? Cars? Yes. So there there was a series. It's it's now you could, if you wanted, consider this part of a larger thing called Cars Tune, but it's really separated. Like Mater's Tall Tales has has a, a few seasons or, or it, and went over a few years. And there's a separate one called Tale, Tales from Radiator Springs, which is separate. But this ran from Mater's Tall Tales, had 11 episodes total, ran from 2008 to 2012. And basically the pre- each of these things is only like three or four minutes long. So they're like shorts. It's not like a real long, it's not like an episode of a show full fledged. It's like mini sods. Yeah. Of. Yeah. How many minutes? Maybe like eight of, minutes, like that kind of a thing. Less, less, less okay. than eight minutes. It's like three or four minutes. Usually I, I, I should check this. Cause like I, you know, somebody's going to come and be like, you lie. They were seven minutes and 22 seconds or whatever, <laughs> you know? So I'm going to check real quick. How long are these stupid episodes? Okay, so you're already giving them a thumbs down since you're calling them stupid episodes. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I, I okay. I, I was just not, wondering I if that. I was that. wondering if that was a reflection of the quality. Uh, of course, I'm not immediately finding the the answer. Uh, of course, a, sh- but a sheer display of your incompetence. Absolutely. Although all 11 episodes together are 36 minutes. So that gives you a, a sense. All 11 episodes are 36 minutes. Okay. Well, they're, yeah, they're not very, they're like about three, four minutes tops on average. Yeah. And some, like, I think the longest one probably is like five or six minutes and there are shorter ones too. Anyway, the basic premise of these, they all have there. It's all very formulaic. Mater from the cars franchise from Pixar 
comes in and is like, oh, you remember when blah, blah, blah. He's talking to Lightning McQueen and Lightning McQueen is like, no, what are you talking about? And then you have like a memory Mater has of something. And then Lightning comes back on and says, that's ridiculous. Then Mater says, but you were there too. And then they go back to the memory and now all of a sudden Lightning is in it too. And then they end the little thing and then something happens in the outside of this donut structure that implies that whatever the memory was, was real. So for instance, episode one, Rescue Squad Mater. Mater is working as a fire truck and has to rescue Lightning McQueen from a burning building. After he saves McQueen, the ambulance rushes McQueen to the hospital where Mater reveals that he's also a doctor. Oh, I, I believe I've actually seen this one. Yeah. And so, you know, I I will give these a thumbs up. They're cute. They're short. They're, you know, they're. They're just sort of like little snippets of the uh, of Mater and Lightning in in like weird scenarios. They've uh, like you know I read you the one. There's one where he's like an evil Knievel clone. There's another one where he's bullfighting in Spain. There's another one where he's like in Tokyo. There's another one with with a UFO, monster trucks, blah, blah, blah. But who doesn't go bullfighting in Spain? I mean, I thought that's like one of the things that you do. I mean, I know I have. And of course, since it's the Cars universe, they're all tractors. Yeah, you didn't, you haven't gone bullfighting in Spain. I have not. Well, actually the tractors, the bulls are not tractors. The bulls are like heavier machinery. The cows were tractors. Sorry, I do not want to get that confused. Anyway, it was fun. It's fun. It's cute. It's whatever. This is the one that, you know, I had mentioned before that I had finished one and the new replacement was Law and Order. Dun, dun. Oh! And, and this is the one that I finished that has now been replaced by Law and Order in my rotation. So you can see very similar themes, you know, it's, but yeah. No, anyway, thumbs up. It's fun. It's cute. It's 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 definitely aimed at kids, but it's like you know you'll you'll chuckle at it, but it's it's nothing serious. It's nothing profound. It's a stupid little cartoon with Mater and Lightning McQueen, you know. But it's fun. There you go. Okay, you know. Thumbs, so that, that that that's all I got to say about up. that. Okay. Right. Thumb thumbs up. Thumbs up. It's and like all eleven together are only thirty six minutes. Well, that's pretty of course, good. Alex and I. Alex and I, because of the way I rotate shows, spread this over the course of a few months. But we, got, <laughs> we, we watched them all. And of course, before this officially came on my list, we'd seen all of these episodes over and over and over again, just with Alex watching them back when he was in his car phase, much cars phase many years ago, because he really liked that movie mm-hmm. so, when, when he was little. Yeah. So he's not little anymore. He's, he's huge. huge but, Jesus Christ. He's huge. All these kids are huge. Okay. What? Where? All these what? kids Where? are huge. I just saw a friend of mine's uh, kid uh, today, and he's taller than I am now. And I'm like, holy fuck, last time I saw him, you're shorter than I am. What the fuck happened? I know. The, the, they have the nerve to, like, keep growing and, like. Yeah, I know. You know, uh, doing things. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it, 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 it's, it's not just the height. It's, like, all of a sudden. You know, they're, they're doing things that like a two-year-old wouldn't do. Yeah, that's right. Bastards. (laughs) 
Okay, anyway. So if you have nothing else and I have nothing else, let's take a break. Let's take a breaky breaky. And then we will start alternating on more serious things. There was actually a a bunch of newsy things this week, I guess. I, I have a shit happened. It did, you know, as as sometimes does. So here's a break. Tongue dung. Dung dung. There we go. Oh, oh no, that that's not the break. Okay, here's the break. So f- first thing I want to say, like one of the things I had intended to do over the holiday break, but did not, was get a couple of new breaks into rotation to eliminate some of the breaks and like just rotate them out and get something new going. But I I didn't get to it. I didn't get to it. I did other stuff. Didn't get to it. Like I had a list of like yeah. 20 to 25 things that I hoped to do during the two weeks I took off. How many did you do? I think I did maybe four of them. Maybe four out of the 20. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, I guess at least you did some. I did some, you know, but, it, and, and and to be fair, it like was vacation, but of course I had things I wanted to do during vacation, but like, you know, I, and, and some of the things took longer than I thought they would. And I slept more than I thought I would. And I, you know, I can't complain too much that I slept more and I did like more like family stuff instead of just my projects. So yeah, I can't complain too much, you know, but you know, but it means like there's still a bunch of things that I would like to get done someday that I never have time for normally that I was like, Oh, I'm taking two weeks off. I'll actually have time to do stuff, but no. Well, I will say that on my list of things that I had to do, I did most of them. There are a couple, it, the the one thing that I I I I ran out of time and I and I have been busy and not been able to get to is that there are some leftover boxes, like three or four that I had not unpacked from the office move. But that's about it, really. I, it's it's not a lot, but I, I, you know, we went and after a couple of weeks off, we decided to go to or we went to Orlando for a Martin Luther King holiday weekend, and so that that made it not you know not possible to 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 do anything that weekend, and then like. Last weekend, we had some people come over to the house. And so that also like kind of like, you know, took away time from doing any of that. And then I am actually going to be <laughs> leaving town tomorrow, coming back on Sunday, because I, I, I have I'm going to a bachelor party for a somebody <laughs> 
I haven't gone to a bachelor party in so long, but I have a friend of mine from Purdue, which you probably met, I'm sure, but you know, I doubt you remember, that is is getting married now for the first time. Okay. Hmm. And he is older than you and I. So so it's his first it's his first wedding. So I you know, he invited me, so I guess I'm going. And then but the thing is that I'm going this weekend for that bachelor party tomorrow. Which you know he invited me a last minute, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go because you know. And, and then the wedding is next weekend, and it's in Indiana, so then I have to fly to the wedding in Indiana right. the following weekend. So I, 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 you know, I have, and then I did commit to Manu. I don't know why the hell I did this again. I, what what am I doing to myself? I, I, I committed. Oh, let's go back to Disney again. President's Day weekend. And so, you know, I, I I have stretched myself a little bit thin. Okay. So, that's lovely. But we're supposed to get more serious and more newsy now. Okay, so we're, what 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 happened this week? What 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 what's going on? What's the first? It's your turn to pick first. There's a there it, there's a plethora. There's of a things pl- oh, we're you- on the plethora level. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are at the plethora level. That should be on the on our scale of volume. We're at a plethora level. Um, yeah. so, so, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Your choice first. Da, Let's da, talk da, about da, New da, Hampshire. Da. Okay. So, what happened in New okay. Hampshire, Sam? Trump won. Uh, okay. Yeah. Trump won, but and and Biden uh, won, right? Trump won. Biden won. There were no delegates awarded on the Democratic side, even though I saw mixed messages about that. Even I found out even within one source, my go-to source for all this is a place called The Green Papers that tracks this in minute detail. And on the same page in two different places, one place they said there'd be no delegates at all. The other place they said there would be after all. I think the reality is there eventually will be because they still have 10 delegates and they have to allocate them by the primary results, but they're not supposed to allocate them by these primary results, but it'll all get worked out in the end because Biden will get all the delegates because he's going to win. But anyway, yeah, so that happened by, you know, there was some concern that Biden would not just would not win because he's not, he was not on the ballot, but some of his, some supporters of him unofficially not attached to the campaign waged a write-in campaign and he got like 75% of the vote or some such anyway. I forget what the final numbers were, but they were way up there. And so, yeah, that's all, all for the Democratic side. On the Republican side, Trump won. But first, look, there, there are two competing narratives coming out of New Hampshire. One is that Trump clearly won and won by a large margin. And this was probably going to be Haley's best state on the entire calendar. So therefore it's over because there is no place else on the calendar that Haley has a shot. The other narratives though are like, but yes, that is true. However, (laughs) Haley outperformed the polling and it was closer than Trump had hoped. It was tr- it was closer even than the final polls had said. I think the final margin was around 11%, something like that. And the final polls were more like 16, 17, 18. I should look it up to make sure that is right. Hold on, blah, blah, blah. 
the final poll margin in New Hampshire, according to 538's average. They had Trump at 53.9 and Haley at 36.3. So subtracting that real quick. That's 17.6%. So about 18%. It turned out to be 11. So Haley did outperformed a little bit. And actually, let's let's be more specific here. If you look at New Hampshire on the Republican side for the final numbers, not of delegates or of any, but the, just the percentage numbers, Trump had 54.4% compared to that 53.9%. So that was very close in terms of Trump's numbers. Mm-hmm. Haley ended up with 43.2% compared to her 36% number. So Haley outperformed her polls by seven three by seven points. And that also matches up with what we saw in Iowa. Like if we're trying to like impute anything to other things, yeah, you know, like make generalizations about the general election or general, 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 I'm blah, blah, whatever. What we're seeing so far in both Iowa and New Hampshire is Trump came pretty damn close to his poll averages, but the non-Trumps all did better than their poll averages. What that implies is the undecideds are breaking against Trump. Well, I, I, I do agree that that's the case, but, I, but one thing in both Iowa and New Hampshire, there, there, there are some factors that make me like still, you know, draw any conclusions from any of it. Okay, they, they, yeah. they, they deter me from doing it for for a number of reasons. Because number one, I think you and I both agree, Trump is going to win this nomination under Republican Party. Um, I, I think, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, we, we've it, said before, like, look, it's not impossible. But the scenarios that involve him not doing it are basically like he has a heart attack or stroke and keels over. The people also try to stretch scenarios where like, oh, people suddenly start caring about yeah, his yeah, legal yeah. issues and uh, daily. But like, come, no, maybe for the general, but not. Yeah. yeah. So, well, anyway. so, but, yeah, but the so one thing agree. is that we both agree on that. And, but, but you've got two things that really impacted the results in both in both one is in Iowa turnout was so much lower than it than it was yes. the, the the last time a republican competitive nomination was in effect it was ridiculously lower 40% yes. lower and so i don't i don't know what to make of it in part because i'm not sure what was the biggest impact on it the weather definitely had an impact. Yeah, there, I mean, it was the worst weather in the history of the Iowa caucus. Yeah, but but at the same time, what I mean, Trump was telling people to go out there and vote for him, even if they died. I mean, he literally said, "This is not hyperbole." Yes. Oh, I know, I know. We mentioned it last week. Yep, he literally said this, but they still didn't show up. Well, and, and this this comes to the whole enthusiasm gap, right? Exactly. And so that was the one thing. But but the thing is that because of the weather, I'm like, okay, I know that there is some of that. But what is really 
the enthusiasm gap that we're talking about. So I, it, it's that data is very tainted. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I think it, it yeah. just, it's very difficult to draw that conclusion. And then you've got the other issue in New Hampshire where unfortunately New Hampshire is an open primary. Okay. Yeah. Now, now to be clear, the, the, New Hampshire, when you register, you have three choices. Well, I mean, I guess there are third, other third parties too, but you can be Republican, Democrat, or I forget what they call unaffiliated. It's whatever, but you are officially uncommitted. Right. And the, the, and when you come into the caucus, not sorry, primary, primary, if you, if you are a registered Democrat, you get a Democratic ballot. If you are registered Republican, you get a Republican ballot. You cannot get either one of those ballots without being registered in one of those two parties. However, how quickly can you switch registration? Well, here's, here's the thing. If you were already Republican or Democrat, if you wanted to switch, you would have had to do it like in October. Ah, okay. So you couldn't do it. Okay. Okay. If you were actually registered as Republican or Democrat, but if you were registered as and an early October too, I think it was like, you know, you had to plan it out a month plus in advance. But if you were this unaffiliated category, then they have a booth when you come in where you can temporarily register as either Republican or Democrat, go get your ballot, go vote. And then they have another booth on your way out where you can switch yourself back to unaffiliated again. Nice. And in New Hampshire, I think the statistic I read, and I don't have this in front of me, so don't kill me if I get it wrong. About 40% of the electorate is in that unaffiliated. Category. Jesus. So, so that's the problem. I mean, I don't know how many people look, I, I've heard anecdotally, obviously from people saying like stuff like, well, I stayed registered Republican, you know, just to fuck with them. Okay. In the, mm-hmm. in the primaries. I mean, I've yeah. heard this anecdotally already, and I've heard it anecdotally of a lot of people just going and just, well, we're never going to vote for the Republican candidate, but we just wanted to like, you know, fuck with Trump. Well, according to exit polls in New Hampshire, 6% of the people voting in the Republican primary Ident- self-identified themselves as Democrats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it's it's a significant number. And the question is, of course, how many of these people are being honest? Because it really seems right now that we're having an issue with... I mean, this has been going on the last couple of election cycles where we talked about Trump voters under, under-identifying under s- severely in, in, in some, some instances. And then I don't know how many of these people really were doing that, but they didn't declare it as well. So I, I just, I, I, I'm a little bit like reticent to declare that Trump is weak given th- these places. Is there well some of the other ex- some of the other exit poll stuff that we're talking about that you can't get directly from the vote, mm-hmm. but you can get from the exit polls. They were talking to ind- self-described independents were breaking against Trump and going for Haley. There were a lot of people who were, you know, when, when they were doing the sort of the anecdotal interviewing people when they're left, there were a bunch of people saying that they were voting Haley specifically as an anti-Trump thing. They they didn't care one way or another about Haley. They just didn't want to vote for Trump. You had the the numbers that people asked, like we had the poll coming out of Iowa that said one third of 
Republicans said that they believed a criminal conviction would be disqualifying. In New Hampshire, that was 43%. Jesus. So in both cases, the majority of Republicans do not think it's a disqualifier. But but that's it's a big, huge chunk, though. Yes. And so how much of that is real? How and, and And of those people, you know, if push comes to shove and Trump actually gets a conviction before the election, which is by no means a given. It's no, not a given. But how many of those people would actually vote Democrat? How many would stay home? How many would eventually say, ah, oh, well, you know, yes, he's bad. Yes. That's- well, this goes back to the enthusiasm gap because that that's yeah. the reason why the Iowa numbers were to me so, you know, and look, in a in a situation where there is a competitive primary, because it was that regardless of you know whether you want to say it's a faculty that Trump is the the candidate, but I mean when forty percent it was over forty percent down on turnout is a brutally bad number. And the weather, I don't think the weather can just explain it away, you know, because you know, I was talking about, yeah, it, you know, there was could a, it be weather was, plus everyone said Trump was so far ahead. So the vote didn't really matter. It could be that, or it could be just they're holding their nose. Right. Because we've already seen a lot of this in, in many special elections. So it's just, it's just tough. I mean, the other day I, I, I was like, there was a poll by, I think it was Reuters that commissioned a poll. It was Reuters. It was Reuters. And they put, commissioned a poll. And I'm reading the poll results. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of poll is this shit? Where, well, first of all, they they they, they polled adults for the general election. Which to me is so just... Wait, wait, let, 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 let me... That, that, that poll released their registered voters number the next day. They still didn't do likely voters, but they switched from, so if you oh, look they, at the- when did, they, when did they release that? Because they, they, I, I looked, I had looked yesterday and I didn't see that. Today, oh. today. Oh, so, today. Okay. So, so yesterday Reuters released their all adults number. Okay. And those showed- uh, Trump ahead by 6%, regardless of whether you included third-party candidates or not. Today, they released from that same poll the registered voters number, and instead of pl- Trump up by 6, it was Trump up by 5. Now, they have not released likely voter numbers, and, and, the, and the likely voter is really important. Yeah, no, but but here, but here's the whole thing still. It, 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 that was... The the thing that because th- that wasn't even the, the problem. The problem is it didn't change that much it, in this. It it's still both are it, it's just that the total number of people on these two polls that committed to a candidate in, in the <laughs> oh, re- yeah. is seventy-three percent. Yes. Seventy-three, Sam. Seventy well, and this, fucking percent. And this is, I've got twenty-seven fucking percent undecided. What the fuck do I do with this shit? That's that's retarded. Well, this is the same pattern I've been seeing on the state polls on election graph. All of the close states have massive numbers in this neither category. Now, the neither category, the way I'm doing it, includes both the third parties 
and the undecideds, but they're big. It's, it's huge. And both of these, of course, uh, of course, undecided, everybody at the end has to either decide or not vote. Or not vote. Right. The third party ones, most of those people end up picking one of the big two historically. Historically. Unless you got like a Ross Perot kind of situation. Right. And, And you still always get a few percent, but it's always the number of people who say they'll vote third party months ahead of the election is always much bigger than the number who actually do. But this is why, like, these hints as to how are the undeciding, how are the undecideds breaking are important. Right. Now, right. now in both Iowa and New Hampshire, you're only talking the Republican primary or caucus, even though you got all these extra people in New Hampshire. But if you've got even Republican undecideds breaking against Trump, that tells you something. Right. But, but. It's different Trump versus Haley than Trump versus Biden. No, I know. I know. I know. It's just right. There are a lot of Republicans who will be like, I hate Trump, but Biden's worse. But but there are also a lot, which we've seen in recent like special elections. Yeah. Well, I hate. You know, I hate this position, but I'm just not going to go vote. Yeah. And this is a problem also, even when we get to polling doing likely voter screens, they're all guessing. Like, like I, I mean, I shouldn't say guessing. So they have different methodologies for figuring out who's likely. Some of them just ask, are you likely to vote? But a lot of it is just modeling, trying to guess who's going to show up at the polls and who aren't. And it, you can be wrong. It's just that we have never, I, look, it's just that we have never experienced this we have, I mean, I, I will say because, you know, it's different compared to say, you know, we've got an incumbent president running against somebody and mm-hmm. usually the number of undecided people. Yeah. It's just nowhere near this big. Right. And it, it, it I mean, it's just nuts. And I, I can't say for sure how they are breaking all we could do is, okay, let's look at how any recent elections where you've had items that the uh, 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 that either party considers important and how the votes have broken. That that I mean, that's that's one indicator. But it, it's just I, I feel this is so nuts because it's just we just never lived through anything like this at the at the moment. That's what we spoke about where. So many people are still at, how the fuck are we doing Trump Biden again? Right. I'll, like, I'll give one example from, from election graphs right now. I, I had noted this on the Commudgeon's Corner Slack, and I'd always also posted it on the election graphs Mastodon. Pennsylvania, for the first time since October, slipped from my weak Trump category back to weak Biden. Okay, it's close either way. But so, you know, from October until a couple days ago, Pennsylvania was on the Trump side of defense. Okay. In the, in my five poll average. Okay. It is now back to just barely Biden. It's Biden by 0.9%. So it's a small margin. But here's the thing that neither category we're talking about, 16%. Jesus Christ. So, like, 
what we have is Biden 42 in my average in the election graph average, which includes like just under two months worth of polls at the moment. We had Biden 42.5, Trump 41.6, but 16% saying, give me something else. Either undecided or Kennedy or West or Stein or some nonsense like that. Some, but yeah, exactly. But but the the thing is though, the margin is point nine percent. Point point nine. But there's sixteen <laughs> percent out there going neither one, and and so like all you take all, all you need is like if if the undecideds in fact break one way or like. One way or another, they make the difference here. The 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 forget forget the margin of error on the polls themselves. It, here's the margin of error of like nearly twenty percent of people saying, "I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do." Right, right, and, 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 and yeah, I, I mean that's it basically. I mean it's just I, I, it, it's it, it's really just it's it's something that we we just have never gone through before now it is possible that these undecided numbers collapse as we get closer to the election i'm gonna think that sometime during the summer people start paying more attention people start actually believing that this is happening when i yeah i i think that people finally well, you know what? Because one of the things that will change, of course, especially with the polling and whatnot, it's that we're not polling more for Haley. We're not doing whatever. Look, Trump is the presumptive nominee. Biden has no challengers. Biden is the presumptive nominee. So it really comes back to people forgetting about all these dreams about, <laughs> you know, whatever, the Haley miracle or whatever the hell. Well, speaking of the Haley miracle, let's transition into my part of this segment. It's not a comet. Haley's comet? <laughs> yeah, there exactly. we go. Haley's, Haley's comet. comet. There you go. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. What was the last time Haley's comet went there? What is it? Will we we'll be alive? Will we be alive the next time it comes comes by? It depends how long we live. How old we like, Well, okay. Yeah. The, I mean, the, is the, it possible? The com- Look, the the comet comes every seventy six years, if I remember correctly. And the should, last time I think it we came, should. I mean, we, we and the last time the last time it came, if I remember right, I was an early teenager. So we got. So shot. if we if we live into our eighties, late eighties, yeah. okay, you know. So let's see. Next time, twenty sixty one. Hey, we got a shot. Fuck. Okay. We, yeah. I I have to be ninety. Okay. I, I have to live to ninety. What, what do you mean twenty? What year is this now? Forget what year it is. You were born. I was born in 71. So 61 is 90 years. So 90. Oh, come on. We can do this. Okay. Well, 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 if we're, if we're, since I'm gambling that we'll be alive, we'll do a watch party for Haley's Comet 2061. <laughs> That's my commitment right now. I'm going to put it down on my calendar. You know, by the time we get to that year, we should be able to have a picnic on Haley's Comet. <laughs> That, that that would be something. I mean, we we moved. Didn't we like with that with that dark project? We moved the comet, right? What well, we we hit a small asteroid. We moved it. We've we've like right. we've landed on a couple comets. We've right. l- looked. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you want to have a picnic on the comet? I, I I think that's that's a lot of work. I'd rather just have a watch party, especially if we're ninety, and we'll have fried chicken. We'll have yes. fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll get we'll we'll get a sampler. We'll get like some KFC. Get like some Publix. We'll get we'll we'll get yeah. a sampler. And by then we'll have probably have some pills that you know will will allow us to be able to eat it without any negative health effects. There you go. Okay. All right. So moving on. Okay. I, so I was getting to like my section is going to be on Haley. And like, like you said, the Haley miracle, but here's the thing, like the consensus is what we said. It's like, this is over. Trump's got this in less, like practically unless he drops dead. Okay. But right after New Hampshire, the wall street journal put out an editorial and several other people have said, Haley should stick in this thing and keep running all the way to the convention, even like if she loses every single state, because it will be useful to have someone else with delegates at the convention for, I guess, I guess the theory is that if something at the very last second happens to make Donald Trump unacceptable, they could have some sort of delegate battle at the convention and you could start with her group of delegates like, and you predicted at the, uh, on their, our prediction show that there'd be some kind of delegate shenanigans, but here's the thing too. Donald Trump, his folks control the central committee of the RNC right now. They're the ones who draft the rules about what can happen at the convention and what can't happen at the convention. And, they're not going to allow a scenario that allows some upstart with 20% of the delegates or something to come in and, and cause trouble. Like, if you remember, there was some talk in 2016 of Cruz doing some bullshit like that at the convention, and they shut his ass down. Like, he got to give a speech where he didn't robustly endorse Trump, but nothing else happened. Like there was no and then, and then rebellion was like, at the convention. And then he was like kissing the ring, like like a few days later, later. right? Later. I, I mean, exactly. And and so, like, I guess the question is, like, if you're Haley in this scenario right now, do you? How long do you go before you drop out, or do you try to do this scenario where you stick it out to the convention? Listen here, here. Okay, you know, right that after what I understood is that after New Hampshire, she had a massive surge in donations. Okay. Yes. All right. So she has had a ton of money coming into her. She's campaign. got money to stick around for a while if she wants to not, not necessarily forever, but. And, 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 and by the way, to, tonight, the, the story on the New York times is that she's going, well, which we said now for eight years, and I guess Haley finally decided to be the one to do it, which is kind of like bizarre. Haley assails Trump as unhinged and dismisses calls to exit race. Yes. Um, so she is actually finally doing what we have said Republican opponents that wanted to beat him should be doing, which is instead of avoiding talking about him like he doesn't exist and attacking each other is to actually fucking attack him. Well, Christie did this and he got crushed. Well, but it, but the, but it wasn't all of them doing it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? 
I mean, Christy was doing that while he were they were arguing against each other and attacking each other, and it wasn't like all of these non-Trumpers they 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 kept doing you know they they kept fighting amongst themselves for the most part. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Haley's theory of the case here is that. Until it was one-on-one, it wasn't time for that. Now that it's one-on-one, it's time for that. So she's been, since New Hampshire, she has been getting increasingly aggressive in her anti-Trump attacks. She's been bringing up his mental acuity. She's been bringing up the unhingedness. She's been, like, she's being more direct in the attacks than she ever was before. Yeah. There's still some people saying she should be even more direct than that, but she's been more direct than she ever has. Um, now will that get her more support in the Republican primaries or less? Who knows? I have no idea. And what people have said overall was that New Hampshire was the friendliest state on the calendar for this kind of thing on the Republican primaries. The only other one they say has the similar sort of dynamic as Michigan, but everything else is much more oriented towards diehard Republicans. And, you know, do you like this argument is the kind of argument that sways people who were already anti-Trump to begin with. Does it convert any Trumpies? I'm not sure it does, but again, what you've also got is, and I think this is part of the Haley theory too. And I'm not going to like, the crazy Haley's going to win theory, but it's, it's that as time progresses over the next couple months, Trump is going to get increasingly unhinged and you can make this case even higher. You, you, it it will resonate more. Well, yeah. And I, and I guess that that is, yeah. And I think that that is a, look, if you're going to try to knock him off, this is a reasonable strategy, okay, to pursue. Because definitely he will probably go more more crazy. And, and you've got you've got a couple things. One, we're and we're gonna talk, I'm sure we're gonna talk about legal cases in the next segment. If you don't bring it up, I will. But you know, he lost money to EJC, to Eugene Carroll. He's about to lose a shit ton on his company probably next week. These things are making him unhinged. He's got the criminal stuff going on. Plus Haley is now baiting him. Yep. And doing things that almost seem intentionally designed to get him going and get him to go over the edge. Yeah. And, and so I guess that's the theory there is that like, maybe if you, physically drive Donald Trump completely insane <laughs> and maybe he loses some supports. I don't know. Or maybe he but, has a heart attack for all we know. Well, yeah, maybe you drive him to a heart attack, but like people have also mentioned. So, so one, one reason like the wall street journal case is you never know something may happen. It's good to have a backup ready to go, you know? Right. So Haley stick it out, stay in it. It's, it's, it's healthy to go ahead. Even if you keep losing, keep running all the way through the end. Right, 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 right. That that's one case. Another is 
Haley knows she's not going anywhere in 2024. She's setting up to pick up the pieces in 2028 after Trump loses. I mean, that that could be. Could be. Could be. That, that's another plan, yeah. So what, what do you think? Is she going to stick it through to the convention? Or, like, if I had to bet right now, I'd say she's out after Super Tuesday. She will stick it through to South Carolina because that's her state. I mean, usually, I mean, usually that is the 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 drop that date for most of these people. Yeah, Super Tuesday is you know the day that you know you get so many results. You know whether you're anywhere close or you're done, and then people just and usually donors and everybody just the money evaporates and it's like whatever. What is Super Tuesday, by the way? March 5th, I believe. Okay. So it's a while. I I will confirm. I've got the calendar as one of my permanent tabs here. Super Tuesday. I was right. March 5th. Tuesday, March 5th. You know, and and, uh, remembering the last Democratic primary cycle where we weren't sure what the fuck, you know, who the fuck the nominee was going to be. And all of a sudden, Biden scored a whole bunch of wins. In South Carolina. And, but, but not just South Carolina, but, but he, he then scored more, you know? Well, yeah. I, after South Carolina, a bunch of people dropped out after Super Tuesday, everyone else dropped yeah, out. Exactly. And it's one of those things where that's one of those, ca- you know, catalysts for this kind of stuff. And I think that also, I think it will be a catalyst for people finally, us not getting polls where 30% of the fucking voters are undecided. You know, because this is just these people get the get the fuck out of my face with thirty percent of the side. Go go fuck yourselves, all of you. I mean, this is just bullshit. Go bunch of what, fucking what, liars. What is, what is so hard about this decision? What is so fucking hard? I mean, get the fuck out of here, all of you. <laughs> now, now to be fair, like a significant chunk of that thirty percent are people who are saying like they're going to vote for you know Kennedy or whatever. I mean, look. Bull fucking shit. Nobody, you guys couldn't see, you know, we have video over here. I'm giving the middle finger to all of these people. You're all full of it. You're all completely full of it. You know, not all of you, but 90%. History has shown 90 plus percent of you are all full of shit. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, I think Haley, I, I, I think... There's no chance she drops out before South Carolina. That's her state. Now, she's going to get crushed in South Carolina, even though it's her state, I think, unless we have one of those mega events like Donald Trump has a heart attack or whatever. Unless we have something major like that, she's going to lose South Carolina. She's probably going to lose South Carolina by a significant margin. Although I was was looking... Let's check the latest South Carolina polls. Now, there haven't been a lot. Have there been any since? Yeah, there have been, been a couple since New Hampshire. But the averages have Trump 63%, Haley 29. Wait, say that? It's Trump 36, Haley 29? No, no. Trump 63. 63. I, I, I got the, I was like, okay. All right. 60. Trump 63, Trump or Haley 29 in the in the 538 averages well, right now. Well, look, here's one thing. We'll see about that because one of the things that the numbers in in after everybody dropped out, 
The numbers in New so Hampshire here, here, changed substantially. There, there, there've, there've only been two polls in uh, South Carolina since New Hampshire. One of them has Trump up by 40%. The other one has Trump up by 27. Okay. Well, you know, it, it may, may well be that that's going to be the final. Well, and, and, and look, look, it may be. I mean, Haley's whole theory is that you got a month between now and South Carolina, almost. Back to the calendar, when South Carolina and the Republican side, February 24th for South Carolina and the Republican side. So you got nearly a month there. And I guess her whole theory is maybe Donald Trump just, I, I, I almost laugh saying it. Like I, I, you try to say maybe Donald Trump finally does something that makes people who love him abandon him. And it's like, well, what the fuck could he possibly do that he hasn't done already to make them abandon him? You know? I don't know. Take a shit in their front porch. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm like, I swear to God, I, it's just these people. And, well, there, and I would, there, there, were, there were all those news reports of, uh, two or three weeks ago about how bad Trump smells. No, yes, I have heard. Yeah, there are various people who have worked with Trump in the past who have basically gone on to record on TV and stuff now saying the thing nobody ever talks about is how bad he smells. And it's like, okay, this seemed like a coherent, like Ew. people had decided to make a point of this for a couple of weeks and uh, okay. now it's faded away again. But it's like, there, there are lots of reasons to like, not like Trump. I'm not sure his smell is one of them, but okay. I mean, I mean, it's not helping his case on to me but yeah i don't know i i feel like the 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 question is for i guess it it always comes down to money in the end for people like Haley. when does the funding dry up that's when she drops out if there really are people who are serious about like we're gonna fund you all the way to the convention no matter what we know you're gonna lose but we don't care we want you at the convention then maybe I'm pretty sure that the fund, like I said, it's going to be Super Tuesday. I think that that's 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 really what it all. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Like, and maybe maybe she gets humiliated so badly in South Carolina that she drops out then. But again, like I said about DeSantis, even though DeSantis got out earlier, like once you get to South Carolina, it's really only like one more week to get you to Super Tuesday. So. Why not wait one more week? Right. You know, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. So anyway, no. shall we take a break, Yvonne? Let's take a break. I need to go get something as well. So I'm out of water. I, I got a nice big bottle of water. I've been chugging it, but I, I still have more left. Anyway, here we go. Here's the next break. We'll be back after this. Do you want to understand what is really going on with the presidential election cycle? Then go to electiongraphs.com right away. There you'll find charts and graphs covering the nomination processes in both parties and the general election race for electoral college votes. For the delegate races, we track not just delegate totals, but also the ever-important analysis of how each candidate has to do with the remaining delegates in order to actually win. 
For the Electoral College, we track state-by-state poll averages to categorize which states are actually in play and which are not in order to show you the range of likely electoral results and how that changes over time. Sure, you can get some of this stuff elsewhere, but not in exactly the same way, and not from me, Sam, your prime curmudgeon. I think my election trackers are better than the rest, so come look at mine, electiongraphs.com. And we are back. So Yvonne. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. What 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 exciting newsy thing do we talk about? We got we got all kinds of things. Which which one do you pick? Let's go to we'll go we'll go with the legal stuff. So okay. all right. Okay. All right. So Sam. They're trying to make Donald's wallet a lot lighter. Yeah. So the $83.3 million is the verdict in the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial, take two, which is, it's it's interesting because it, it's take, it's the second one to finish, but it was the first one to start. They, you know, this was, this was a, a, a trial based on stuff he said while he was president that got delayed because he was president. And then there was another trial. That was based on things he said after he was president that actually got done first. And that was that was actually based both on the sexual assault itself and defamation. Uh, the sexual assault based on New York's New York had passed a temporary time constrained thing to let people sue for sexual assault after the statute of limitations had normally expired. So Eugene Carroll did that as well as an additional defamation. She won five million dollars in that case. Then then we went back to the first place, first case, plus Donald Trump defamed her some more. Oh, is that is that is that bad? Anyway, end result is there, there were some direct damages due to pain and suffering and rehabilitating a reputation and stuff like that. But some uh, 60 some million out of the 83 million was punitive, basically saying that Trump was clearly unrepentant, unrepentant and hadn't stopped doing this and just needed to be punished for doing it. It wasn't directly like compensating for some damage that Eugene Carroll had, but it was like, try to make him stop. Now, as we're recording this, it's only been a few hours since the verdict and Trump has made some posts on Truth Social talking about how this is unfair and he's going to appeal and all of this kind of stuff. But quite notably, so far, I'm not sure if this will last, <laughs> but so far he has not repeated the claim that she's a liar and about the whole sexual assault thing or otherwise re-defamed her. So, so basically he decided that maybe it's a bad idea to keep adding to the bill. At least so far, you know, it's only been a few hours. I would not put it past him at all to, you know, wake up at three in the morning in the and and start defaming her again. No, well, I'm going to tell you this that I do think that right now, one of the things in in a case like this, which I, I've seen happen before, is that yes, he will have that he will have to post a substantial bond to appeal. Okay. Yes. Not, not, not one million. You know, he's going to have to post a shitload of cash. Okay, 
All right. Yeah. It, I it, mean, it, the reporting so far has been essentially he has to post the full amount. Maybe basically. he can get away with a little less. Yeah, maybe a little less, but he's got to have to post 83 fucking million dollars. Otherwise, right. if he doesn't post the 83 fucking million dollars, he has to do what Rudy did, which is file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. That Those are really his only options right now to appeal this fucking thing. And so I'm going to guess and, that. And, 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 and let me let me throw in here. We are all anticipating that sometime in the next few days, the judge in the civil trial of the Trump org has said he expects to give his number by the 31st. Which is probably which is just, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes, hundreds of millions of dollars for that. And so add these two together, there's a question whether Trump can actually pull that out of stuff that's already liquid. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem because unlike, say, you know, people have been talking about how Kushner's gotten a couple of billion from the Saudis, but the couple right. of billion wasn't to pay a fucking lawsuit. The couple of billion is, hey, I'm going to buy a property. Okay. I'm going to, you know, you're, you're backing some assets. Okay. Th- that isn't the case here. You've got to come up with several hundreds of millions of cash, basically just that you're, you're lighting on fire at mm-hmm. this point. So I, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to be impossible, but I mean, look, we have seen, Trump in the past has had cash crunch issues. It's the reason why he was so desperate to get his hands others father's properties, you know, back in the mid 2000s. He needed that money badly, okay, in order to prop up his empire. And then what kept propping it up later was a cash flow stream that he doesn't have anymore, which was his television show and other stuff. And this was shown in an analysis by the New York Times when they finally got all the financial records and Mary Trump's lawsuits. And look, it's it's this is not this is going to be interesting to see. That's all I'm saying. Right well, now. And, and we we obviously don't know exactly how big the next verdict is going to be on the company. And it's and it isn't just him. Like his adult sons are on it. The company is on it. So, the, you know, but the, the company is likely to be frozen in New York anyway. So there's going to be some forced liquidations regardless, probably. So, but like the exact amount is unknown right now. So if the judge goes low, then maybe he can pull it off. You know, maybe he can pay it out of stuff he already has. Look, if the judge goes high, maybe he can't. I mean, the estimates that I saw of most that were coming up was in the, I mean, the, the, the probability is at least $200 million. Well, Trump claims, and you know, you can laugh appropriately at any sentence that starts with that, but <laughs> Trump claims that he has about 500 million in liquid cash that he can just, you know, he doesn't. What a, it, here's the thing about having 500 million in liquid cash. Okay. All right. You know, when I was at my previous employer, at Kodak, and this, this is publicly listed information. We showed on the on our 
on our balance sheet, $300 million in cash. The problem was that about $200 million of it was restricted. We couldn't really easily access it without creating a whole bunch of other problems. And my guess is that even if he did have $500 million in cash, the problem is that putting all that cash towards this would create other problems for his businesses. Okay? Hmm. So, because they won't have enough liquidity, they won't have enough... Well, and remember, specifically in New York, again, part of the penalty is you can't do business in New York anymore. And you, you so there's going to be, he's going to have to liquidate stuff anyway, even before you get to paying the, the fines that he's going to be levied. Well, but the thing is, right, right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's problematic. I mean, I don't, I don't see how it's, I, I'd be sh- shocked if he, if it's just all of a sudden he writes a check and it's no problem. Well, you know, he said before too, like, you know, he can, any of these financial issues is no problem because the Saudis will just pay whatever for whatever. Well, well, but that's, that was the point that I was making at the beginning that the Saudis will pay a certain amount of money, but I don't, I don't, this is what you're talking about with Kushner. Yeah. I I just, I, I, I think that. Well, the the, impl- the implication with the Saudi comments that have been made in the past are it doesn't matter what this property is actually worth because the Saudis will pay me 10 times that amount just because they like me. Oh, I mean, okay, that, 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 that's, that's certainly possible. I mean, I guess. Of, of, of course, how well that would go off in the middle of the presidential campaign is also fantastic. You know. I'm sure it'll go all perfect, <laughs> down perfectly well. You know, and if the Saudis don't come through, I'm sure uh, Vlad will. Yeah, there you go. Vlad, Vladimir will write a check. I mean, we always got good old Vlad. So, you know, no, but so is the expectation that first, first of all, he does want to appeal these things. Right. Like, so, so he's going to have to put up this money. But he has to put up the and money. So is the, ex, so is the, because I guess the alternative is don't appeal them, but then he still has to pay, right? Right, he has to pay the money, and it's gone. That's it, done. Uh, look, I, I I know that uh, you know in our in an example, this is a case that a company my employer was involved in and lost. Okay, recently mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago, Hewlett Packard had soon sued Oracle related to certain things that happened about a decade ago, and there was a verdict uh, against against Oracle for about two and a half billion dollars, if I remember. And Oracle had to uh, appealed it, but they had to post the the, the two and a half billion dollars. Right. We, we we had to Oracle had to post two and a half billion cash. They had to they had to put it up in order to appeal the verdict. And eventually, uh, Oracle lost and had to take a significant write down for that. And you know, uh, H, HP and HP Enterprise were able to keep that money. But it's yeah, I mean, it's just that this is a normal thing. If you want to fucking appeal this thing. You need to put the money up. So, so, so let, let's, let's review the choices again. So choice number one, just say, fuck it. I'll pay her. Right. And I get, and I guess pay the New York people and just, we're going to give the money. Yep. Choice number two, you put the money in appropriate escrow and you appeal. Yep. Choice number three that you mentioned is let's go the bankruptcy route. Right. Yeah. Um, 
What do you think the odds are of that happening? And how does that complicate the situation? Man, I mean, because it's not like Trump hasn't been bankrupt before, right? Well, the thing is that, well, okay, he has put some of his entities into bankruptcy, right? He hasn't personally been bankrupt. Exactly. Uh, so, do, so that's a very different thing. Well, talk about, you know, look, I, I really think that a lot of his, well, I really think a lot of it's, it's not think this is reality. His persona in front of the whole MAGA crowd is heavily dependent on this, on being rich and successful. Right. So Sm- smart businessman. Yeah. Smart businessman. I don't care what the fuck, you know, a, a number of those diehards and, and, and I'm going to guess a significant number would look at him filing for bankruptcy. Not, not, it, I don't think that that will, that, that he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want that image. So I don't know what the hell, I mean, I don't know what the hell he does. Look, your Saudi route thing is not that crazy, but that's also going to look terrible. Well, yes, because it it, it like completely puts out in the open the whole like, because why would the Saudis do it? The Saudis would do it because they hope he becomes president and they have influence. We're buying a president. Exactly. You know, and completely out in the open. I mean, it was it was practically out in the open during his first presidency. But like in this kind of scenario, there'd be no doubt whatsoever. It would be like, hey, here's a few billion dollars to help you with your problems. We trust you'll pay us back later. Yeah, we're buying a president. So I I, I am so curious as to figure out what the fuck he's going to do. Well, and like I said, I think a lot of it depends on exactly how much the New York judgment is. Like it's if 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 the New York judge lowballs him and comes out with like fifty million or something, maybe he can swing all this. Listen, I'm telling you, I think he's going to struggle. I think look, coming up with the eighty three million is going to be a struggle, even without the New York. Case. Yeah, even without the New York case, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. A lot of his stuff, actually, now that you speak of it, is already under court supervised usage out of the new york case right from the corporate entity here's the other issue that he has unlike somebody like say like elon musk okay now elon musk the bulk of his wealth is tied to stock that is pretty liquid okay right so i mean oh okay i need a few billion i'll sell more tesla stock okay that's pretty straightforward okay in his case his properties for the most part are not publicly traded like that. And so if he, if he needs to turn them into cash, he either has to borrow money or sell them. Okay. For, for what, what, what it is, you know, for whatever they're worth. Look, he's made some sales. Okay. Of properties. I mean, he sold the, the, the damn hotel in Washington, DC. Okay, the one that was like right by the White House, and he got he got a princely price for that hotel. Okay. I mean he got three hundred million it's worth, I remember. Yeah. And it was it was crazy how much money he got for Who that. bought it? Some obscure group from Miami that who the hell knows where the hell they got their money. Okay. So money laundering. Yeah. 
That's what it looked like, for God's sakes. So he'd have to come up with something like that again. Somebody, and I'm sure even after he sold it, he got $300 million. I, I, If I recall, there were several hundred million in debt tied up to it anyway. So a lot of it was wound up paying off debt. A lot of his properties are encumbered. I, you know, yeah, I mean, look, the, 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 the route that he described, the Saudi route, hey, I've got Trump Doral. It's worth, you know, $200 million. Now we'll give you $4 billion. Right. It's 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 not, you know, and, and we'll buy a president with that. Here we go. I mean, he's available for sale. I don't know. Now, how much of this stuff, like, in order to appeal, he has to put up the money. So there are not that many ways for him to delay this. No. Like, because everything else, no. the, te- the technique has been like, Appeal, appeal, delay, delay, do something, something, something to put off the inevitable for months, years, whatever. But all of these things, it sounds like, are actually going to come to a head over the next couple months. Well, yes, this is definitely has to come up to a head. So either he's going to have to pay or he's going to put up the bond, period. I mean, or declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, Although even if he declares bankruptcy, right, these... This kind of debt comes to the top of the list, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, totally. So I, I pulled up the information on the sale of that hotel. So we're talking about these crazy sales, okay? The price was three hundred and seventy-five million dollars, okay? And the one thing is that the that he was able to get one point four million dollars per hotel room, which is a sky high number for a hotel that apparently the, the numbers that were obtained said that it lost $70 million over four years. It's, you know, I mean, and, and, and here has been sold by his family to a Miami based investor fund. Are you So we have no idea. Yeah. For what it described as a record price per room for the city. And so, fuck. Yeah. I mean, this is an avenue that he has. Yeah. Look, I mean, there was the fucking house here in Palm Beach that he sold to a Russian for about a hundred fucking million dollars. That wasn't worth nearly that much. That wasn't worth anywhere nearly that much. So. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else on that before I pivot to something a little bit different? No, let's pivot. Let's, 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 let's stand. Pivot! 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 The pivot! The whole couch thing. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, you know, in addition to the whole friend scenario, there's a whole mathematical field of research about what shape of couch can have the most area and still go around a corner. It's actually a very, like, there's a whole history going back decades of people researching this thing. And there's, like, the the current world record holder is, like, you know, it's roughly shaped like a sort of twisted beam, uh, twisted bean, B-E-A-N, with, like, 15 sides or something. Interesting. Anyway, it's it's fun. Go, go, Go Google it. There's some good videos on it. 
Anyway, uh, no, I, I wanted to hit as the last thing, and of course it's still Trump related. The there's this whole immigration deal thing that's been going through the Senate. Basically, here's the scenario: Biden and most of the people in both the Senate and the House want to pass want to pass an aid deal for Ukraine, like on a bipartisan basis. However, you know, the usual suspects in the Republican side are like, we don't want to give any more money to Ukraine. Okay. So what the Republicans did was basically put a price on Ukraine. They said, <laughs> okay, the only way you will get Ukraine aid is if we do a massive deal on the Southern border and we massively do all the things Republicans want to do on the Southern border. Which are like, for what, what are, what are, what are those things? Well, the exact parameters of the final deal were not released. And I should say final in quotes. That's part of what I'm going to talk about here. But basically things like, you know, a lot more border guards, a lot more stringent, like sending people back, a lot more efforts to like make the border into a fortress where you don't let people in in the first place. And if they do come in, you send them back as quickly as possible, all this kind of stuff. Basically, and and Biden instructed his people like a month and a half ago to, okay, fine. We agree that the southern border is a major problem. Let's negotiate in good faith. And there was a bipartisan group of senators who spent nights and weekends and holidays hashing through a deal on the southern border. And from all reports, Biden gave Republicans like 90% of what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Like... People like Lindsey Graham were involved in the negotiations. And a few weeks back, we were saying, everybody, we need to take this deal and we need to take it now. This is the best thing we've had on the table in decades from a conservative Republican point of view. The Democrats are on board and we will not get something better than this, even if Donald Trump is elected and we get a Republican House and a Republican Senate, we will not be able to get something this good through. Because if this exact same thing came up in that scenario, the Democrats will say, would fuck you. The filibuster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is take this while it's hot. You must take this deal. And so you had like, you know, again, Lindsey Graham, you had Romney, you had uh, McConnell. All of these folks were really pushing this and saying, look, we've got this deal. We're, we're hashing out the final details, but we got this and we should do this. Then Johnson on the Republican side, the, our current speaker of the house on the Republican side said, you know, actually I've talked to Donald Trump about this and Donald Trump says no. So this is dead on arrival in the house. <laughs> And more conversations came out. Apparently, Donald Trump has been doing the rounds, calling various senators as well. So a bunch of Republican senators started saying they were against it, too. And Romney came out and said, look, here's the deal. Here's what's going on. Donald Trump has explicitly been calling people all over the Senate 
and the House and saying, look, we don't want to make a deal on the immigration situation because the immigration situation looks bad for Biden right now, and we don't want to give him a win of any sort because it's better for me to be able to say, look at how bad Biden is doing on the border. That actually doing so anything we do, about it. Than actually doing anything about it. And so apparently this deal, as we speak on Friday night, January 26th, U.S. time, is on its very last legs. It looks like it's dead absent some miracle. Because even though all of your... I hate to even call Lindsey Graham a serious Republican, right? Given the history of the last few years. But like people like Lindsey Graham saying, my God, this is the most conservative, strong, meaty immigration. It, it gives us like everything we've been wanting for 20 years. And Donald Trump is going to torpedo it, spike it because it might be bad for his election prospects. Ah, well, of course. And and so that's where we are right now. Now, from, you know, a lot of Democrats have potential issues with this bill too, because they feel like it, it it's very much leaning towards the conservative view of just keep the bastards out, as opposed to let's figure out a way to humanely let them in and in a way that's controllable and we we handle it properly and we have the right resources to support them and all that kind of stuff. But at least it's, yeah, it's some sort of motion towards dealing with what is a problem on the border right now. And it, people have been saying it's like, this is the Republicans showing they cannot take yes for an answer. Basically, Biden and the Senate Democrats are saying, fine, we want the Ukraine aid. We recognize that the border really is a problem. This is not how we would deal with the border problem, but we'll give you 90% of what you want, 95% of what you want. Here is a Republican bill on immigration and the border. We'll give it to you. And the Republicans can't take yes for an answer. Okay, but look, I mean, what, like, history repeats itself. I mean, the Affordable Care Act Mm -hmm. was basically the same shit. Yeah. 90 plus percent of what the fucking Republicans wanted in a health care bill. Yes. And the fuckers, not one of those bastards voted for it. Yep. And it was 90 percent their fucking bill. Yes. Yes, absolutely. These guys don't want to fix anything. Right. Even when you're fixing it the way they say they want it fixed. Even even if I'm doing it the way that you're saying it it, it should be done. And I don't even agree. No. (laughs) Yeah. This is not some liberal immigration bill representing. No. You know, AOC's priorities for the border. No. Bullshit. You know? No. It, it, it's it's literally okay. This is what you want. Fine, here it is. It's literally the fucking GOP wish list, and these assholes say no. Yes, and, and it, it's and it fundamentally comes down to the electoral calculus that it's better to have the border as an issue than to actually do something about it and take it off the table. 
But that's what happens to them with every issue. Yeah. That's what they want. They don't want to do anything. They just want to be able to talk about them in the election. I mean, fuck, Mitt Romney said this about them. None of them are interested in governing. Right. None of them. They want their goddamn Fox News sound bites, their tweets, their clicks. That's it. And they're Donald Trump. And Donald. And Donald. Yes. And, and, and literally, it's like, it looked like this thing had a chance until Donald started calling people up and saying, no, you're not doing this. And so really, and, and this brings home yet again, sort of Donald Trump's stranglehold on the elected Republicans in government. I mean, it's like going against him is, you know, th there are some people who will do it, but their political lives are in trouble the second they do. You know, so yeah, you know, er, er, he's got a good track record of like, if you go against him, you don't stick around very much after that. You know, I, I was looking at the numbers right now of expulsions at the, the uh, at the open border in the South, the, the so-called, uh, the, the number of apprehensions. And how they're biggest, bigger than ever. Uh, let's see. During the, before Biden won the election. They were at about slightly under 50,000 apprehensions by month. Right now, in the last month, they were close to 250,000. Mm -hmm. 200, I mean, they're under 50,000. They're, 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 I mean, literally, I mean, quintupled. And, and yet, these guys have the fucking cojones to say that, you know, the Democrats have an open border policy. Give, give me a fucking break. I would love to have an open border policy. Yeah. So. I, I mean, uh, I, I, we've talked about this before. Like, the the liberalish solution to this is, oh, we've got a supply and demand problem. We don't have the right infrastructure to handle the number of people that want to come in. So we need to fix that. Make it so we can process more people more quickly. Make sure there's the right resources to help them settle once they get here. <laughs> Whereas the the Republican view is keep them out. Right. Well, at least if they're brown. If they're brown. Yes. They're black. Yes. Yes. If they're brown or black. If if they're if they're Norwegian, that's absolutely fine. If they're Eastern European, even better. No, well, we'll bring them all in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, I, I, it's, it's just, it's just fun, fun. It's interesting to watch this process play out and just be another example of how, from a policy perspective, the Republican party right now is just completely bankrupt. There's nothing about policy that is really fundamental there, I, I guess, except being, you know, anti-gay, and you know, anti-abortion, anti-immigrant, as as high-level principles, but ever, but it's all nego, it's it's all not negotiable. It's it's just all like they're not after results of any. Kind. No, 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 not at all. No, because you could take like even like 
and we brought up abortion, right? Like, you know, if the ultimate goal was reduce the number of abortions, the way to do it is not outlawed anyway. The way to do it is to have better sex education and better birth control and better all this kind of, that's not what they want. <laughs> you know, that's the best way to reduce abortions. No, they want it as an issue. No, they, they want it. They, uh, again, they want an issue. That's all they want. Well, and, and abortion specifically is backfiring them on them, but who knows what these other things will do. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. It's just, all right. they're, yeah, it's not about the actual thing they say it's about. It's just not. Okay. Okay. I, th- I think we're near the end, Yvonne. Do you want to, is, oh. is there anything we've missed before I say the stuff at the end? You did such yeah, a good job it. last time of the stuff at the end. Like I usually take a couple minutes and you, you did it all in like 20 seconds or something. Mac at 40. Can we say something about the Macintosh being 40? Yes. It's 40. It's 40. Okay. It's pretty much the same as it was on the day at launch, right? <laughs> Yeah, just exactly like it. Absolutely. I'm sure we were podcasting. I mean, I don't know why we didn't start uh, podcasting earlier. Yeah, I mean, I I remember the the 1984 commercial with the 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 hammer through the screen and all that kind of stuff introducing the Macintosh. Oh god, how, how can I forget? Yeah. I remember, let's see, like my, my first Mac was not until a few years later. Like I, you know, I forget what mine was. Mine was after you, you had a, you had an Apple two when you came to not Apple two, uh, um, a Mac two X or Mac two X. I had a, I had a Mac two X. You're absolutely right. Yes. And I think my first one was like, what was their names of performance? It was like a six, ten, six. Yeah. It was like, a yeah. A power PC 6,100. That was my first Mac. Yeah, the 6100. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm amazed I remember this stuff. You got that a little, uh, you got that a couple of years after I got mine. Yeah, because mine, I mean, mine was, I got it in 89. So you, yours, I think you got like in 93. Something like that. I, I got my first Mac after I graduated from college. From college. Uh, in college, I had a Toshiba 1200 HB was the laptop yes. thing I had. I loved that little machine. It was fun. I like that little machine. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, what, what, once I think what brought me over to Mac world was not Mac world, the thing, but anyway, was system seven. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once it, once it was in color, once it like, you know, had the, the slightly bigger screen and the, you know, and, and hard drive based instead of, you know, messing around with floppies and all that. Oh, no floppies. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Like, you know, I went Mac and I never went back, you know, so except when I was forced to for various things. But at home, I've been Mac ever since. And I I don't regret it. I still can't like, you know, I, you know, I I don't want a Windows machine. I'm sorry. I I don't want, I mean, I, I, I I can't remember last time I, I, whose Windows machine I was messing with. And I realized that I just haven't, I haven't used Windows in so long. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck, how the hell do you do this? Any of this shit? I was like, it was, it was a little bit disconcerting. It sometime last year, I had to touch a windows setup for some reason for a short time. And I, 
I, I was disoriented and confused. And I know yes. like, <laughs> I, I know that's just because I haven't done it in so long. And I'm sure if I had to on a regular basis, I'd get used to all the stuff quickly. But well, I, I was like, you know, I, I kind of figured, well, we have to find this setting here. So I'm assuming the settings are here and so forth for the whatever it was. I don't know. I was able to find what I needed to find, but yeah, me too. But it, it, it's a little bit like it's it, even uh, the, I, I was reading an article recently how the people at Microsoft themselves are just aghast at the current user interface of Windows at this moment themselves. Mm. And so I'm like, if that's there, if that's the micro, if that's the Windows team's internal assessment, then by God. But you know, I don't know. I I, I I just don't I don't use it anymore and I haven't found any need for it. So I've just Yeah, no. I I mean my my son has parallels on his Mac because there are a couple of like things that he wanted to do once and I'll occasionally uh, like once every few months see it up on his machine that he's doing something on there. But I don't know. And and, and I do understand like if if you're like if you're a gamer there are a lot of things that are available on windows oh, yeah. that are, you know mac has just never been a gaming platform and maybe they'll get into that world at some point but that has not been a priority in a long long time and so like if you are a die hard gamer and you're just going to you want the top of the line you're going to max out everything and build yourself a custom gaming rig and, and, and play whatever on that. Okay, fine. (laughs) Have fun. That's not me. So I was having this discussion with somebody recently and I was like building your own thing or whatever. And I'm like, look, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) I'm not building anymore. That's it. It's, you know, yeah, I'm I'm out. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, All right, that's so, enough. Happy birthday, Macintosh, I guess. Yay! Happy birthday! Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just hit something. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, there you go. Yeah. I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm amazing. Yes. It's time for the stuff at the end. Uh, you all you you all guys know. Curmudgeons-corner.com. Go there. You can find out all the ways to reach us. Email, Facebook. Uh, find the things. The find things. The, the things. Email, Facebook, Mastodon. I don't even know why we keep Facebook on there at this point. Like, occasionally someone will like the thing. on. Some Facebook, people so. will come up in and like some Ed does sometimes. Yeah, yeah, there know, you go. Put comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, you can find all the ways to contact us. Please do. We love to hear from you. We don't hear from you enough. You can also find our archives, including transcripts for a while now. I forget when I started last year sometime. Anyway, they're, they're trans- I, 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 if we look at our Slack, a general, it seems like we've had an, I think we've had somebody eavesdropping on our, on our recent conversation is all I'm going to say right now. You've had some on the Slack, like right now, something, something new on the Yes, somebody posted something, yes, on the Slack, and I'm like, I feel like, what the hell? The the little meme from Peter? Yes, yeah. You think he's eavesdropping on our recording right now? 
I, I, I'm like, what the hell? I mean, he's like, what the hell? I mean, it was like what we were talking about exactly. What the hell, man? Pete, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know what the hell you're doing at that company that you're working at that apparently makes our computers. But, you know, whatever it is, you got to turn it off. For, for our listeners who don't know what this is, he posted a meme. Republicans say, if you want aid for Ukraine, you need to fix the border first. Democrats say, but the Ukrainians are dying now. Republicans say, border first. Democrats say, fine, let's fix the fucking border. Then Republicans say, no, Trump needs it for his campaign. And then the Democrats walk away. Exactly. That's pretty much, you know, he summarized. We spent how many minutes talking about this? I don't know. Enough. Summarized it in like 20 seconds. Anyway, also on our website on curmudgeons-corner.com, you can find a link to our Patreon where you can give us money at various levels. We will mention you on the show. We will ring a bell. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug, all that sort of fun stuff at $2 a month or more. Or if you just ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeons Corner Slack where you can see the meme that Peter just posted that we just talked about and a whole bunch of other things as we talk and share links throughout the week. Peter is the latest person to join our Commudgeons Corner Slack, and he's been very active the last couple of weeks. So thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. It's been you know, quite lively lately. So the more the merrier. Please come join us. So Yvonne, what is something from the Commudgeons Corner Slack that is interesting, exciting, and would make people want to join that we have not talked about on the show? Uh, there was something I shared uh, related to Michelin guides. Oh, it, 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 it fucks me up. This is the rest when I guide. first heard the. It, okay, well, it's not. It's a travel. Well, travel. It, okay, so travel. there were travel guides, and then there were inside of them. They rated restaurants. Yeah. Okay, which were included in the travel guide. Because a lot of people, you know, by had. the way, might not be familiar with these at all. Right. So you explain what they okay. are. So you did. Right. You know, so there were travel guides and some somebody who makes me feel now extremely old. It fucks me up that when I first heard of Michelin star restaurants, I was like the tire company. And then I was like, no, that's dumb. It has to be different Michelin. And then it's just the fucking tire company recommending places to eat. And the fact that somebody at this point is so disconnected from decades past that has no idea where these came from made me feel my fucking God. I mean, well, really, I mean, the history know? of these goes well before we were born either. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the Michelin guides have been around forever. I mean, you know, those are trap. I mean, it, you know, it, it's kind of, a, it's very interesting, but I, I remember that it, it wasn't just, I mean, Michelin's guides were the most famous, but there were a lot of travel guides. I remember gas stations and others had like travel guides or different places and stuff that you, you that you could get. It was very common. I, I used to have certain travel guides for, there were places and whatnot. Those were far more common. I think a lot of that we've replaced it a lot with electronic tools and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because like you, if you were driving someplace you didn't go before, you'd like stop and get maps, you know? Right. But, you know, you had the maps, so you also had the travel guides with explain to you, hey, this is the your places and whatever where you go. So blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but specifically, specifically the history of Michelin goes back 
very close to the beginning of automobile. A hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a hundred plus years. Yeah. And, and basically the deal was they wanted to get people to drive more travel. So they made the travel guides. Yeah. So, and, 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 and look, Michelin, you use more tires. Yeah, exactly. Michelin wanted people to use more tires. How do you get them to use more tires? They, they have to drive more. How how do you get them to drive more? You encourage the idea of a road trip. Right. Going places. And so as they were building out the road networks, and they also, Michelin was like, hey, let's give people guides of places to go and we will encourage them to go on trips. We'll make it really exciting. And you can, you can do the day drive to somewhere and find someplace cool to eat when you're there and blah, blah, blah. And that was the genesis of these Michelin guides. And, and as you said, a whole bunch of others too. And then the the restaurant ratings and everything else came from that. So yes, it is the tire company because the whole reason for the existence of these things was to get people to travel. And at that time, travel meant drive. So, or at least that's the kind of that that's the kind of travel they were pushing. Like it doesn't do Michelin any good if you take a train or by air or by air. But now the guides themselves are a are their own thing. So, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I'm talking so, about the uh, genesis and where these things. Oh yeah, started. yeah. How they started was that way. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So yeah. So we talked about that on the Commodity Scare yeah. Slack. Yeah. And you could yes. have been part of it too. I'm looking at one of the first ones is like a a, a, a book in 1900. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Guy Oh yeah, because they're also French. Yes, they're French. In okay. You Mich- didn't know. Yes. Okay. And so why why is the Mich- Michelin man white tires as well? Well, I think the tires were white originally, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think yeah. they were. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were. Because the Michelin man is a stack of tires, right? Is a stack of tires, yes. I don't know if the when I was little, there's a <laughs> yeah. Michelin Michelin store near our house, and they had a robotic Michelin man at the <laughs> at, in the yeah they had a robotic Michelin man in the in the area like in the where they display tires in the waiting room kind of thing. They had this really cool robotic Michelin man uh-huh. that would move and do things or whatever. I loved when I was a little kid to see the freaking robotic Michelin man that they had. It was so cool. The Michelin Man, since, since we're on this, of course, the first character of the Michelin Man that started in 1894. Yeah, it, it's old. 1894. Yeah. It's evolved a little since then, but yes. Yes. <laughs> rubber, tile, rubber tires were originally gray-white or light or translucent beige. They didn't become black until 1912 when carbon was added to them as a preservative and strengthener. There you go. And, oh, the Michelin man's real name, Bibbendum. 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 Okay. I think we're done. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Stay safe. Have a great week. All of that kind of nonsense. Well, I guess it's not nonsense. We really do want you to stay safe and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know we're yeah. tired come on give me a break okay, yeah. it's friday it's, it's tired it's done dead done yeah okay
Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Oh, I have to hit the outro music. Here we go. Wow, that all actually worked. Bye, Yvonne. Bye.